You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our Market Talk podcast. Today is Tuesday the 21st of December. I'm Stuart Banks from AIB Treasury. And I'm joined today by Oliver Mangan, AIB's Chief Economist, to discuss the latest market developments. Oli, the ECB, Bank of England and Federal Reserve all met last week. Can you outline the key themes from each of our listeners, please? Yeah, there were important meetings last week, uh, final meetings of the year, uh, and all central banks had to make major decisions. I think it's fair to say that the three central banks, uh, we could say there was a a distinct pivot towards uh, tighter monetary conditions in the case of all three, and also that the the pivot was to a greater degree than markets had been anticipating. Uh, If you look at the Federal Reserve, now in fairness, the chairman there, Chairman Powell, had indicated to markets that because of the rise in inflation and strong recovery in the economy and the falling unemployment rate, they'd wind down their uh, so-called QE program quicker than anticipated. So it had been expected to last until the middle of next year, but uh, they indicate they'd accelerate the purchases and finish it up by March. And what that does is bring forward the date for rate increases. Now, if you go back a couple of months ago, it was anticipated that the Fed wouldn't start raising increases, or sorry, raising rates until the end of next year. But with them, with them finishing up their QE program in March, so that opens up the scope to raise interest rates uh, by mid-year. Now, I think what the markets were surprised at, though, was the extent of rate increases that the Fed is planning. Uh, three rate hikes next year, that's rate increase of 75 basis points, three more in 2023, and a further two in 2024. So that would take rates up to over 2%, around 2 and eighth or 2 and a quarter percent I mean, the market's view is that rates won't get much beyond 1.5%. So uh, and that was more than the Fed had previously signaled. But, I mean, the Fed is obviously quite concerned about the rise in inflation. It upped its inflation forecast for this year, next year, and the following year, and feels that it needs to tighten monetary policy uh, at a steady pace out over the next two or three years. Then we had the Bank of England, uh, which for the second month in a row surprised the markets. With the arrival of Omicron and the reintroduction of, of restrictions in the UK, the expectation was that the, the central bank in the UK, the Bank of England, would, would stay stay its hand and not do anything. But at high rates, now it's only a small increase in rates from uh, an eighth to a quarter of a percent. So rates in the UK have moved to 0.25%. But it has been indicated that it needs to raise rates also over the next year to bring inflation under control. And, you know, even last month, it was forecast inflation would get to 5%. Now it thinks the peak could be 6 So in the space of a month, there's been quite a marked upgrade um, to its inflation forecasts. So I think what we saw uh, in the last week was data out of the UK where inflation was higher than expected, but also unemployment was lower than expected and falling towards uh, 4%. So even with the removal of all the dis- supports there uh, for the labour market, um, the unemployment rate hasn't increased uh, and it's actually falling towards 4%. So I think the, the Bank of England felt it had to move in those circumstances, notwithstanding the risk to growth that are posed by the new COVID variant. And then finally, in the case of the Eurozone, I mean, the, the, the ECB has been indicating that it's very likely we get rate increases next year. But uh, it, it signaled that it wind down its QE asset purchase program next year to a greater extent than the market had been anticipating. So there'll be less asset purchases, less bond purchases from the ECB next year. So in all three cases, um, you know, the central banks went further than anticipated in terms of their plans to withdraw monetary supports uh, over the next 12 months. And how did financial markets react, Ali? 
Actually, there was some, there were some short-term movements. Um, you know, sterling strengthened initially on the back of the rate hike, but it gave it up. Uh, so markets, that's, I think it's fair to say markets took the moves in their stride. Uh, I think markets are doubtful of whether we'll get the extent of rate increases that the Fed is talking about in particular. Uh, so they didn't really move to bring their forecasts. Our futures contracts didn't move to bring them in line with what the Fed's projecting. So, uh, you know, markets, somewhat surprisingly, I mean, markets have been well underpinned over the last couple of years by both very lower negative interest rates, but also massive amounts of liquidity that the central banks are injecting into financial markets, primarily to these quantitative easing problems, bond purchases, etc. So the fact that they, you know, maybe next year before markets feel the full brunt of, of monetary policy tightening. So overall, um, the dollar is a wee bit stronger, but it hasn't moved that much. I mean, the euro is down around 112 and a half, 113 in the aftermath of the meeting. Still, it's still around 85 against the euro. So no major moves in currency markets. Uh, stock markets are a bit off but in the last couple of days, but that's more got to do about concerns around the impact of the new COVID variant on growth prospects, certainly early next year. We've restrictions been introduced in a lot of countries, and indeed, Holland went into lockdown at the weekend. So that's really what's weighing in stock markets. Uh, and bond markets, actually, yields didn't rise, which you normally expect when you see monetary tightening. So, um, again, maybe the risk off environment in the financial markets. But bond yields, now, I have to say, are low. If the central banks are starting to, to, to tighten monetary policy uh, and withdraw uh, their QE programs or wind them down, uh, you know, you would think that will eventually impact bond markets. But somewhat surprisingly, yeah, not, a, not much of a reaction in bond markets or financial markets generally to the, to the policy announcements. And Ali, you mentioned next year. Is it likely that that'll be the case? It'll take a while for financial markets to to adapt to this shift in central bank policy? Well, I think it's the changes are going to be progressive over the year. And I think, for example, if, if the Fed goes to the extent that it intends and that becomes clear as the year progresses, you'd have to think that be that'll be one you should support the dollar because rates are going much higher in the US than elsewhere. Uh, and secondly, it could undermine bond markets, which have been relying on low rates and lots of uh, QE to support the very low current yield levels. And that would spill over in terms of stock markets, which I mean, stock markets have had another very strong year this year. So they're at elevated levels. So maybe that um, you know the, the, the markets are thinking, well, we have headwinds here for growth, certainly in the opening months of next year uh, with Omicron uh, leading these increased restrictions and new restrictions being reimposed across economies, creating a lot of uncertainty. They may also feel that you know oil prices are well off now compared to their peaks, and you know one of the main causes of the surge in inflation this year has been higher energy prices. So they'll keep a close eye, I'd say, on energy prices over the opening months of next year. So markets may be hoping that inflation may fall back more quickly than central banks have been anticipating, and remove the need for the extent of monetary tightening that they're signaling or uh, have signaled in their meetings last week. Okay, and given it's Christmas week, Ali, as you'd expect, the economic calendar is a little bit light. Is there anything in particular our listeners should look out for? Not really over the Christmas period. I mean, we, I think to some extent, now after the policy meetings last week, the central banks have set out their stall for the near term, which is the, you know, the opening quarter of the year. Um, I think the next major release will be the U.S. employment report, which will come the first week in the new year. Uh, that'll be the employment report for December. 
uh, and obviously for the Fed, an ongoing recovery in the labour market uh, is critical to its plans to tighten monetary policy because it has a dual mandate. One is bringing inflation under control or maintaining a, a low and stable inflation rate. And the, sex, the second one, obviously, is maintaining uh, as much as possible full employment in the US economy. So they'll want to see the um, the pickup in employment growth we've seen in recent months and the decline in employment rates sustained. So that's the, the next major policy release. But I think no, th- these meetings were important last week. I mean, they really set the agenda now for the, the opening months of 2022. I think most attention may be focused on the Bank of England to see whether they follow up their rate hike pre-Christmas with another rate hike uh, in the opening months of 2022. And the markets think that they, you know, they haven't increased rates that much. It's only an eighth that they will go more, particularly with that you know projection of inflation getting to 6%. Probably by next March or April in in the uh, in the UK, so that provides them with a backdrop if they want to hike rates further uh, to do so in the opening couple of months of the year. So we could actually see rates. I'd say they've been increased by twelve and a half basis points to a quarter percent. Markets are thinking we could get actually a full quarter point hike now uh, early next year, bringing UK rates up to around a half percent. So they are the first of the major central banks to move. Uh, and they have been signaling that for some time. I say there were those markets anticipated with the Omicron variant there and restrictions being introduced in the UK. It might have stayed their hand, but it didn't. They're obviously, I think it's fair to say central banks are worried about inflation. Uh, and whereas they spent most of the year telling us it would be transitory, uh, they've all dropped that phrase. And you know, all the central banks upped their inflation forecast for next year. I'll give you an example of the ECB. Uh, comes with quarterly forecasts. Uh, it came last week with a fresh set of quarterly forecasts. The previous ones we obviously got are were in, in September. They come every three months. They basically doubled their inflation forecast for next year from one point seven to three point two percent, and the target is two. So you know th- that's the sense to which they rise in inflation has caught the central banks off guard. Now it still may well be that inflation comes down over the course of next year. But I think it's fair to say when they see tightening labour markets, upper pressure on wages, ongoing disruptions to supply chains and production uh, processes, that they're, con- they're concerned, uh, and the elevated level of energy prices, they're concerned that the rise in inflation we've seen this year might take some time to bring it back down under control. Certainly, I think it's fair to say it's been more aggressive and sustained than central banks that they expected six months ago. So now they're acting even though we have this new risk out there to global growth. So uh, they are concerned. I mean, they, they, they are concerned about inflation and it's in their forecasts. It's, you know, they've had to revise upwards to a significant extent their inflation projections for next year. So, um, you know, they're acting because they're concerned uh, and probably more concerned than the markets. But I suppose it's the job of central banks to be worried about inflation and things like that. It's not something we've, it's a long time since we've, US, we're at 40 year highs in terms of inflation. So it's a long time since we've seen uh, inflation rates as high as this. So I think that'll be the big question for next year. Uh, obviously, COVID is the ongoing issue of the day uh, and trying to manage and control that. But at a broad macro level, um, in terms of the settings of policy, a lot of focus will be paid on, on inflation and whether inflation starts to come down over the course of next year. And that decline, I mean, we, as I said to you earlier on, the peak in UK inflation is not seen until, you know, April, next March or April. 
the projections of central banks are, you know, we're into winter, energy prices are going to remain, remain higher over, over the winter. So we're, we are some months away from seeing whether we, uh, we get a downtrend in inflation. So we're talking about, you know, next spring, early summer, hoping at that stage we begin to see signs emerge that inflationary pressures will begin to abate and the high rates, annual rates start coming down. So that's the big question for central banks and for financial markets. Um, I think the economies are becoming better able to cope with COVID and restrictions and things like that. And we may we, we may just be into a cycle where we waves and then it abates and then a new variant comes. But uh, in terms of interest rates and foreign exchange markets and financial markets generally, it could well be that inflation takes centre stage next year. Okay, Ali, uh, we'll leave it there for today. Thank you as always for your insights and thanks to our customers for listening in. To stay up to date with the markets, please press the subscribe button to AAB's Market Talk or wherever you get your podcasts. Talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.